Hey, PaleoGo family! Welcome to another episode of the PaleoGo Show. I'm your host, Dylan Fladhammer, the CEO and founder of PaleoGo. Um, today, uh, we're going to talk about going back to the basics. Whether you know you're just kind of getting started, uh, or you've been doing this for a year, or you're someone like me who's been on this journey for quite a long time, uh, it's actually really good just to kind of go back to the core. Um, even for me, I think this is going to be a good kind of meta podcast where I'm going to talk about things that uh, even I need to kind of get back to start incorporating again because they're they're going to continue to help me grow and progress in my own personal health journey. So how I personally got my start was uh, coming across a guy named Mark Sisson, uh, and he wrote this book called The Primal Blueprint. Now, The Primal Blueprint is pretty close to paleo. Um, It's kind of its own shade, per se, um, but relatively similar. And what I always liked about Mark was his view in his whole book, The Primal Blueprint, is kind of a very holistic approach. It's not just about the food and what we put in our body, but it's a lot of other aspects like sleep and play and moving and working out and stuff like that. So I really, not only did I really enjoy this, and this has kind of been the core of where I got my start, um, but it's kind of a lot of these things have kept me going throughout the years. And and even now, I'm, I'm looking at the book in front of me, there's some things that I, I'm not doing that well, to be honest. And uh, even just spending, you know, a couple of minutes before jumping on here, reading kind of over his um, 10 laws that he has in his book, I'm like, crap, there's there's shit I'm not doing in here. Uh, and so this is perfect. This is kind of what I would hope to get out of this for myself, but also uh, for you guys. Again, no matter where you're in, where you are at in your journey, um, we can kind of go back to some of these foundational pieces that will really help um, unlock some new things. Whether you're hearing them for the first time, or maybe you're just hearing it again, but now it's the right time in your life that okay, now I can start applying some more effort and energy into this new aspect. So in Mark Sisson's book, The Primal Blueprint, uh, he basically breaks it down into what he calls the 10 primal blueprint laws. Uh, I don't know if we're going to get to all 10 in this podcast. We'll see how it goes. Uh, But I'll do an overview of all 10 and then we're going to dive right in. Law number one, eat lots of plants and animals. Law number two, avoid poisonous things. Law number three, Move frequently at a slow pace. Law number four, lift heavy things. Law number five, sprint once in a while. Law number six, get adequate sleep. Right? I'll leave it at that. Law number seven, play. Law number eight, get adequate sunlight. Law number nine, avoid stupid mistakes. We could probably all do a little bit more with this one. Law number 10, use your brain. 
All right, so let's just jump in right to the beginning. So without kind of going into his book, uh, we're going to kind of look at that, and, and I'm just going to free flow with kind of what I've learned in my personal journey. So law number one, eat lots of plants and animals. Again, super, super important. Uh, I've been kind of ranting a little bit about this because if you look at especially keto, and I hate to pick on it, um, because I do cyclical ketogenic diet too. So like quick, like note, like super down for the ketogenic diet. Like I actually do it as well. Um, but just because it's popularity, especially on Instagram where, you know, most people are living these days, you just see a lot of people doing keto wrong. And the problem is they're missing half of this equation. Eat lots of plants and animals. Emphasis on the plants. And it's funny. So maybe this will help like uh, shine some light on like how I feel about this topic and how I embody this topic. For someone who follows paleo, who is a big advocator of eating meat of all variety, I love meat, rarely, probably to my detriment, rarely do I ever have a meal lacking a meat. Rarely. And it's it's even something I think I should practice more. Um, I even just spoke with my partner the other day about maybe instituting Meatless Mondays just because it's actually good. And I won't get into the nuances of that. That's more high-level stuff. But because... So, I yeah, I have meat pretty much with every meal. But you would be shocked at the number of times people look at what we eat, me and my partner, and ask or assume that we're vegetarians. Now let that sink in. Almost 100% of my meals have a meat on it. Yet, people see what we eat and think we're vegetarians. And I'll tell you why. It's really obvious. Because... 80, 85% of our plate is, is like makeup bulkness is vegetables. Like we eat a shit ton of vegetables. Not only do we eat a shit ton of vegetables, we eat a shit ton of greens. Like, I don't know anyone else who eats, like we devour greens. Greens go in everything in my life. It goes on the plate and then everything else goes on top of that. Typically, for breakfast, we have sautéed veggies and protein, which goes on a bed of greens. And then dinner's a salad, which goes on a bed of greens. I'm also the weirdo that, like, if I make a nice soup or stew, I'll throw some greens on the bottom of the bowl first. Whether it's, like, some arugula and have that nice spiciness, or whether it's some dark kale. Like, I'm all about the greens, all about the veggies. Even, again, I'm just going to highlight this point. Even so much that... I think it was last year, like it's been a while now where I had, you know, not a craving, but just like maybe the nostalgic idea in my head to do like, uh, like standard pancake breakfast. Uh, Everything was paleo. So it was like paleo pancakes, eggs, bacon, um, Probably some like, actually we made waffles, sorry, not pancakes. So we made waffles because I'm thinking like there was fruit involved here too. I made like a berry compo, which is basically just like 
berries with a little bit of water, nothing else, boiled down until you kind of get a nice syrup. So no sugar added. Anyways, I'm I'm divulged, going down this loop. But, so I have this breakfast, right? And, you know, I think one might think I'd be satisfied because it's like, it's everything I could ever want of like the nostalgia of what a breakfast is. But after I had this meal of like a couple waffles with some almond butter and like bacon and eggs, you know what I craved? A fucking salad. Because that's, that's just how I am. It's like, I had all this food, but I was like, where's my vegetables, yo? Like, I literally, no joke, went and made a salad. No protein. Because I was, like, pretty full. I had a pretty substantial meal. But I went and made a salad, and I ate my salad. Because my brain was just like, there's no vegetables in this meal. This isn't a complete meal. You need vegetables. I need a salad right now. And so I went and had a salad. So I'll bring it all back. Blueprint, primal blueprint law number one, eat lots of plants and animals. Emphasis on the plants, guys. Plants are not very calorically rich. So they're not a big part of your caloric intake. But they should actually be the bulk of your meals. Most of your meals that you are eating should be plants. Because plants contain a wide array of vitamins and minerals. And that's the shit you need. That's why we're eating food is to provide fuel for our body. And there is good nutrients in meats and animals and fish and fowl and eggs, don't get me wrong. All of that stuff has good nutrients too. But you need both because there's a lot of stuff in plants that you can't find in meat, a lot of shit. And there's a lot of shit in meat that you can't find in plants. You need both, guys. Like, this is kind of the emphasis or like the the theory or like the ethos of paleo or of the primal blueprint is eating how our bodies are designed to eat, how we evolved as a species, as the human animal of what we ate. And we ate lots of plants and animals, a variety and a lot. And I think again, in, in our culture in general, general, and this is why it's funny with like keto is like keto isn't the only one that's bad for this. Standard American diet is already shitty for this. It's just keto hasn't helped per se in clarifying the message of look, you're an adult. Eat your fucking vegetables. They're really good for you. And and so I'm going to dive into this a little bit because I don't think people understand this. It's like the reason they don't taste good is because if you're eating a lot of shit, like sugar and processed foods, you kind of fucked up your palate. Just true. It's like most people who've gone through this, this experience, especially when they start cutting out sugars, can attest that they start finding things that they used to not like to now be enjoyable, even sweet. Like avocados and even dark leafy greens are quite sweet to me. And it's because I'm not eating a lot of, uh, I'm not eating any 
really processed refined sugars at all, like zero, and a, a tiny bit of natural sugars, mostly from berries. The most sugar, even in natural sources I eat, is probably, like, total honest truth in our Paleo Go bars, which is either one or two grams of sugar for the whole bar. Like, I don't, I don't bake stuff, I don't put any sweeteners in my coffee, it's like nothing. And so once you kind of, it's like anything, right? In the beginning, it's tough. So like if you're going from not eating a lot of vegetables and eating a lot of junk to starting to eat more vegetables, like that inter- that initial transition period is likely going to be tough. And so hack it. Like, like there's lots of great spices that make food taste good. Um, butter makes everything better. Let's be honest here. And yeah, it's just like, I just, I don't know. It's hard for me to wrap my mind around. Like I get it when I, when, you know, when I was younger, I didn't enjoy vegetables either. But now there's something, it's like, I've done this long enough and, and, even I have to try to articulate this to other people, even kind of in this community, is that you kind of hit a point where food becomes less about just the temporary oral pleasure because it's temporary. It's like, it doesn't matter how good the food tastes. And I'll caveat, like, the food I eat tastes fucking delicious. But it's not about that solely. It's also about how does it make you feel after? And so, sure, a chocolate bar might, big air quotes, taste better than my salad, but I enjoy the whole process of the salad, including eating it, so much so that, like, it's way easy, no competition for me to eat a salad versus, like, turning down a chocolate bar is super easy because not only does the salad taste great, but I know how great I'm going to feel afterward. And that's what makes it even better. Like, I know how good I'm going to feel when I eat good food. Then it makes the act of eating that good food more enjoyable. Versus if we just looked at, like, taste black and white, there's so many better things for the palate that'll make my mouth and my brain light up in the moments I'm eating it than a salad. But I know most of that shit is going to make me feel like shit shortly after. And so that's even part of it is like, I don't want to eat a lot of shitty food because it's going to make me feel like shit. It doesn't matter if it tastes better. Right? Are you guys kind of following this logic? Like, is this making some sense? So like, if you're just getting started on this, just like anything, just like you know, getting back to the gym for the, like, we have to give ourselves some grace and understand that the beginning part is always the most shaky. Actually, I, I tell my, uh, my partner this often, and we kind of talk about this is that anytime we've kind of, uh, let's just use the common term, even though I don't like the languaging, but every time we've kind of like cheated had something, say, like a dairy-free ice cream or like, 
went for sushi. Sometimes we get stuck in this little loop of like where we don't go crazy anymore. And I used to go super crazy. It was bad. Um, but we'll get kind of caught up where it's not just a one day event. It might be a week of, and again, not crazy. It's like, we're still eating pretty much the same meals the whole time, but then we might have, you know, some chocolate here, some ice cream here, you know, little indulgences, but like the, the idea at the beginning was only that one, but unfortunately, you know, the palate, the things taste good. Even I get wrapped up in these own little spirals. And, and then we find in a week, like, shit, we've kind of consumed a bunch of stuff that isn't the best for us, even though we said we were only going to do it the one day. And we kind of have to just make that full stop. And then I find that first week, even though I've done this for six and a half years, guys, even though I've done this for six and a half years, the first week is typically the hardest. And it's just because our brains are biologically hardwired for, for sweet stuff, for that pleasure. And because not only is it pleasurable as far as being sweet and tasty, it's like if you look at the, the engineering of our brains and everything, and I won't go too deep into it, we're hardwired because sugar was very rare in the natural world. And it's a source of energy. And so we're actually hardwired for it. It's the reason why, like, again, you can look at all these studies that show, like, sugar is more addicting than cocaine. It, it lights up all our pleasure centers, our, our dopamine pathways, all of that stuff. And so, again, I need you guys to hear this. As someone who's done this for six and a half years, I still struggle with that first week. I still struggle with, like, the first few days, day one, day two, day three, where it's like, I had to kind of lay down the line of like, okay, I'm not going to have anything sweet again because I like, I don't, I want a break of this pattern that, cause it's my personal goals. It's like, I don't want these things to be daily occurrences. The once in a while is okay. But like on a macro, I'm trying to go, go somewhere and like, this isn't supporting that journey. And it's those first few days of like, having the cravings or anytime I'm tired, I crave chocolate. Cause I know like, Ooh, dark chocolate's going to give me that little bit of pick me up. And it's like, I even still have to fight through those first days. But then once you get over it, once you get over a week, I find it's usually a bit better. And this is the thing. Most people have never even gone a week without a lot of these foods. Most people in their lives have never even gone a week without some of these foods. It blows my mind. Even fasting, tangent a little bit, I always, I'm flabbergasted of how fasting is like amazing benefits. Again, this is a, a topic for another day, but the large majority of the Western world, I, I won't talk about other cultures because other cultures do practice fasting, but the large majority of the Western world have never fasted for a single day. They've never gone one day without food. And most people still believe that that is dangerous and that like could be costly to your life and your health. And anyone listening right now who knows about fasting, you're probably all as flabbergasted as I am that there's people who believe that going, you know, 
18 hours without food, like not eating in one day or even 24, like, like whatever. People believe that that that's the dangerous and, and I'll caveat in some situations it might be, I don't know. I'm not that well educated to know that there might be some people with certain conditions that fasting is not good. So I'll give you that. But the, let's just talk about the average person. The average person would benefit from a 24-hour fast, and yet the large majority of people haven't. So let's bring this back. Primal blueprint law number one. I feel like this is all we're going to get touched on today because I think it's serious. It's like law number one at the very base core of all of these things, of any diet, any lifestyle, they can all be fundamentally good as long as we don't forget about the core. And the core is, no matter what lifestyle you're following, it's about eating whole foods, right? It's like vegan, vegetarian. Obviously, we can't talk about the animal parts per se because that might not be what you're into. But a lot of people are doing it wrong even there. It's so funny. I laugh because a lot of people assume most vegans or vegetarians eat a lot of vegetables. There is that assumption. And it makes sense. It's a natural assumption, but it's wildly false. Because like most people, following any lifestyle, most people are doing it wrong. Because it's actually, quote unquote, hard to do it right. And by hard, I mean it requires discipline and it requires, you know, eating stuff that doesn't necessarily taste better than the shit we eat. And so it's so funny how many people associate vegetarianism with eating a lot of vegetables. But I know a ton of vegetarians who live off of the garbage, the garbage of the garbage of the garbage, like cereal and animal cracker and like just shit. And I get it, like no knock against anything. It's like, if that's your choice, if it's ethical, whatever, you do you. But again, let's not, let's not get trapped in our own delusion that just because you're following a paleo, a keto, a vegan, or a vegetarian diet, that that's innately healthy. Just because you can like put that title on yourself and, and declare, I follow a keto or I follow a vegetarian diet. Well, if you're eating a lot of garbage, like you're not that much better off than everyone else. So maybe let's get rid of the ego And let's go back to the basics. And the basics are, you need to eat a lot of whole foods, guys. Like, I just want to pound this into the world. Because again, if you you look at Instagram right now, as like, we're such a monkey see, monkey do culture. So if you look at Instagram, it's just giving so much fucking um, awareness and acceptance that you can eat all this garbage food on a keto diet and be healthy. And it's just falsehood. Again, the scale might be moving. So that sets up this false trap of like, oh, this is working. And again, it it might, you might be better off doing that than where you were. So it's like, great. That might be a good step in the right direction. So like not knocking it. But like, if we're going to talk about seriously why we're on this health journey, whatever dietary guidelines you're following, we need to go to the basics. And again, the basics are just eating a lot of plants and animals.
And now I'm going to wrap this up because I'm just going in this loop because I'm just super passionate about this because it's, again, we overcomplicate shit. Like your unlocks to the next level can be super simple, but we complicate the fuck out of it. And so we're going to end end it on law number one. I guess we're going to do some more podcasts about this and get into it. But let's just start doing that, guys. Let's start, you know, having this awareness of that the nutrients that are going to fuel your body, that are ultimately going to lead to your health, a lot of it is coming from plants. And, and we're just not having that conversation enough right now. And so... Let's like let's get practical. Like start adding some greens. Like the only way you're gonna start liking kale is if you start eating more of it. Like that's just honesty. Like you start eating more of it, you develop the palate for it, and then you like it. And then it's great. And now, like I started where everyone started. I didn't start eating two salads a day. I didn't grow up that way. I grew up eating muffins and donuts and cereal and fast food and Chinese food and shit and shit and shit and shit and not eating vegetables. We all start in the same place, guys. So it's like where I'm at is is I've cultivated through intention and decision. And so if you want more health, better feeling body, more energy, then you just got to start putting in the work. Start eating some more vegetables. Start adding them. Start experimenting. Cook them. Eat them raw. Season them. Add butter to them. Like, the only way you're going to figure it out is if you start experimenting. Like, just don't be afraid. Google is your friend. Like, you don't like Brussels sprouts? Well, guess what? Everyone likes Brussels sprouts when they're baked with some salt, olive oil, and bacon. As opposed to them boiled that most people have tried. They just taste better. And so, like... Do what you need to do. Don't dress them up with, like, fake shitty sauces. Like, that's gone too far. But, like, spices and and salt and good fats. It's like, let's get some more vegetables in us, guys, because we're going to feel so much better. I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you so much for everyone listening today. Uh, I guess this is kind of what we're going to do. We're going to explore the Primal Blueprint 10 Laws. It's where I got my start. So it's like... I'm I'm super happy that I can kind of uh, promote this book and Mark Sisson and this lifestyle and, um, you know, share some knowledge. A lot of people, I feel like, get into these diets and, and they haven't read anything about it. They've just kind of learned from their friends or on the internet. And so I'm super excited to kind of explore these topics, share my lessons over the last six years, and uh, and learn from me as I go. Like I said, like, this is a humble path for me. Like, I'm I'm you know, listening to myself here. I'm talking to myself here of like, how can I get better? How can I apply these to my life? So I'm super excited that uh, we got through law number one. And uh, on next episode, we're going to talk about avoiding poisonous things. All right, guys, until next time, uh, this has been the Paleo Go Show. And thank you for listening.